So I need a new football team because the one I had, the one that that used to be my favorite team, I can no longer call my favorite team. And really, it's it's really, really, really ironic to me that the second podcast, if you scroll all the way down on this podcast, the very second podcast I've done on this on the show is a podcast specifically asking for people to pray for the fans of my favorite team because. I can't, oh man, there's just so much going on with the team right now and everything. If you don't know, I'm a Texans fan. You can go scroll down. I, well, I say I'm a Texans fan. I cannot, I, it's really hard for me to say I'm a Texans fan right now just because of all, just everything going on right now with the team in general, just the organization overall. Honestly, once, when the owner made those racist ass comments, well, I'll, I'll bring up some comments later, but when the owner made those very, very, very questionable comments, yeah, the, the the writing was kind of already on the wall right there. So um, I can just break this down for you, just one thing at a time. So um, so bear with me while I um, hopefully I don't get too pissed off. I'm not, I'm not gonna get pissed off. It's just football, but hopefully I don't know what to say about this. I really I really don't right now. But all I can say is that it's the Caleb Jackson podcast and follow his podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it be Spotify podcast. Follow them on both, goddammit, shit. Um, follow me on Twitter as well at the C-Jack, at the C-Jack, T-H-E, capital C-J-A-C. And follow the followers podcast on Twitter as well at the Caleb Jackson Podcast as well, or C-Jackson Podcast. So, But yeah, so we'll get into it in the, um, the pure sorrow of being a Houston Texans fan. Yeah. So, um... I, I don't know if any Texans... I honestly don't think that the Texans organization will have any... Fa- even after COVID, I, I highly doubt that the Texans organization will have any fans in the stands. If the Texans organization has any fans in the stands, it is purely because they are in the city want to watch them football because they are bored. And the tickets will probably be dirt cheap because they need to make some... They need to have somebody in the stands. Because the Houston, Houston Texans are... Houston sports in general right now is just, man, you can't even, <laughs> it's hard being a fan of Houston sports. I'm, I, you can't really say I'm a Rockets fan. Um, I like the Rockets. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a fan, but I like watching them. I've always liked watching them ever since Tracy McGrady played for them. Um, as an Astros fan, man, you, uh, you know, you get a little bit of glory, and then it just it comes crashing down. And then once you, and then as a Texans fan, you can't have anything nice for long. So, it just as a you know, as a Houston sports fan, that's just sums it up right now. You can't have shit nice for long. So, anyways, let's get let's get down to it. So, Texans are a trash organization. I will say that right now. Texans are a trash organization. Not even that the organization itself is trash. It's purely the fact that the owners are absolute. Idiots and morons, more or less. Um, or, yeah, basically, not even more or less. They're just straight up idiots, honestly. Um, you can start this list of this. 
this trend of very, very bad decisions from the Houston Texans organization all the way back, really. I think the worst, mm, in hindsight, the worst one was probably Bill O'Brien getting hired in the first place, honestly. Um, when when Bill O'Brien, so this is 2014, roughly. 20, yeah, 2014. So 2013, I was like, okay, so take it back. I became a Houston Texans fan in 2010 when Arian Foster, Andre Johnson, 2011, they drafted J.J. Watt. Um, yeah, that was the first team. That was my favorite. Actually, my favorite. That was my first favorite team I actually picked, and I just gravitated slowly towards Houston Texans. So I just like the I liked Arian Foster. He's one of my favorite running backs. Um, I like the color of the team. Um, I live an hour and a half, two hours away from Houston, so it was just natural, you know. And I don't like the Cowboys. So um, when I uh, okay, I can just take it back to 2013. So um, I'll take it back to when I f- first started watching them. So when I first started watching them. In, 2010 they went six and ten i believe and you know that's when i was i just started being a fan so uh the next year is when they had the best record they've ever had i believe they went 10 and six and went to the playoffs for the first time actually won the first playoff game in franchise history but believe it or not like that 2011 that was jj watts rookie year 2012 comes around a better season and they go 12 and four uh again losing the first round of playoffs sadly okay they went (laughs) this just sums up texans right here they went 12 oh yeah I'll, I'll tell you they went 12 and no wait, 11 and 2 i believe or 11 and 1 or something like that and lost the last three of the four games and just sucked after that and at the time the quarterback was matt schaub and quarterback struggles have always been a thing for this team um forever honestly just go back to the very 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 first person they drafted ever david carr um but, I mean, Matt Schaub wasn't bad at the time, but, I mean, little do we know what was coming. So, 2013 comes around, and that was probably the worst season you could have as a team in general. We went, the Houston Texans went 2-14. and J.J. I, I, Watt got injured. I, Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub set a record that season for the most, con, mo, con, most games consecutively throwing a pick six. Eight games. and It, was six, it might have been six. I don't know. It, it was horrible. Um... Like I said, it's 2014, uh, 2013 season, and I believe uh, JJ Watt did not get hurt this year. Um, but I do remember Brian. A lot, a, few, a lot of players got hurt. Aaron Foster got hurt. Brian Cushing got hurt. Brian Cushing. We'll talk about him another time. But um, yeah, two and fourteen, and then it's funny because as you start to see the team kind of maybe turning around a little bit, the coach literally has a stroke on the sideline going into halftime, and it just you can't really. You can't, you can't explain something this bad for a team, honestly. Just everything, nothing went right that season, basically. So, Bill O'Brien gets hired. If you don't know anything about Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien was a coach for the Patriots before he was a coach for the Texans. He spent a year, uh, two years at Penn State and kept that, at the time, kept that program afloat with what they were going through with the Jerry Sandusky and Coach Paterno and everything. Um Kept that program afloat and kept hope within the program, I believe. Oh, I, I would say. Because oh, I watched pretty... That was when I first started, like, actually really paying attention to college football. And so, I was kind of... I, I knew what was going on. And so... But then, Texans hire him. And, you know... The first season, you know, we go do okay. 9-7. and seven. It's a winning season, you know. Uh, well, I don't think we made the playoffs. But go 9-7, 9-7. In 2015 again. And that's the year J.J. Watt was up for the MVP, I believe. So, coming around 2016, J.J. Watt had back surgery, I believe. In 2016, 
So 2015, the quarterback play. I'll tell you about the quarterback play. It's always been an issue for the Houston Texans. And around the time, okay, this, so Andre Johnson, a Hall of Fame receiver, by far. Um, one of my favorite receivers, one, probably one of my favorite players of all time, honestly. But at the time, DeAndre Hopkins has now stepped into the role of being not only the best receiver on the team, but also being one of the best receivers in the game. At this time, he is, I, I believe the seasons he's been having up to, up to now, in 2015, 2015 alone, he put up 1,500 yards with four different starting quarterbacks. He had TJ Yates, Brandon Wheat. No, what's it? I don't even remember. No, it's shit. He had so many. You can't explain what he did, basically. You know, it's just he's that good of a player, honestly. So, you know, obviously you want to keep him, but I'll get that in a second. Um, Then we come around and... 2016 comes, and at the time, there was a hot young quarterback. Um, he was hot during the season, at least. Um, he, I think, I believe he went seven and two as a starter. Brock, Brock Osweiler, um, Osweiler. You can call him Assweiler. Uh, either way, it, either one fits really. Um, yeah. So we decided to pay him a 70 million dollar contract, and then he sucks the entire season. I don't. I still don't see how you can be a six eight quarterback and absolutely suck. Honestly, I, I really don't. Uh, you, I mean, could you see the whole field? But um, I mean, that's 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 beyond me. You know, I can't really speak on that as much. I can't. I've never played quarterback, or especially not in the NFL. So I mean, I can't speak on that. But from what I've seen personally, just knowing the game of football and whatnot, um, I don't know. But um. Even then, the 2016 season, Houston has another good season. They even went first round in the playoffs and almost, okay, look, almost beat the Patriots. I say almost beat the Patriots. The Patriots stumped the shit out of them in the second half. But they were neck and neck with Patriots till halftime. They had the, they kept the Patriots out of the end zone on the goal line on, a, on, three, on three tries. So, hey, you say, say what you want, but um, and the Patriots are the Patriots at the time. They had time, right? They, they were the dynasty of the Patriots that we knew back then, basically. So, but so 2017 comes around and we need a, need a new quarterback. Luckily, another team picked up Asweiler and picked up his contract as well. Very very big load of bricks that we had. And then so 2017 season comes around and there's three main quarterbacks on the board right here. There's that which are very very prominent names. Mitchell Trubisky. If you don't know, Mitchell Trubisky is now he was taken number three overall to the Chicago Bears. Sorry, my Bears fans, Patrick and Noe. Um, Noe. <laughs> Noe. Um, then, um, and, Ren- and Renee Castro, if you listen to this too, I'm very sorry as well. Um, then you go Mitchell Trubisky at number three. Then at number 10, we have the Kansas City Chiefs pull. They make probably the best draft choice. <laughs> One of the best draft choices easily of the decade, honestly. And uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't have to explain to you who Patrick Mahomes is right now. Um, just know he's getting paid a $500 million contract for playing football. That's all. He's the highest paid athlete ever at this point. So, um, yeah. Uh, but now we come to pick 12. And Houston jumps up to number 12 to get this pick. And there's one quarterback on the board who I've known. Uh, I've been watching him since I didn't. I don't know him, but I've been watching him since he was at Clemson as a freshman in 2014. Deshaun Watson, and he's going to be the topic here in a little bit. But um, let me speed up through this history of the Houston Texans and the sorry ass shit. Um, so first season Deshaun Watson plays, he absolutely lights it up. Okay, 
um, second season, you know, Houston goes 10 and 6, 12 and 4, you know, 11 and 5, whatever. Uh, you know, never can get past the first round of the playoffs ever. Even though they have every weapon, they have a great defense, a great offense, because they have, finally have the quarterback. O line sucks now. So, this is where we see the bad side of what Bill O'Brien does. Bill O'Brien trades away a good player, a good key player, mind you. Who didn't want to be paid? Didn't ask for that much for his contract at all. Okay, he was in the latter stage. He's still is still playing right now. Still playing at a high level right now. Is in the latter stages of his career and still playing at a good level. He lets him go to another team to then sign a another tackle in Larry Mitunsel. He let Dwayne Brown go to the Seahawks after Deshaun Watson tore his ACL his rookie season, and then. He signs Laramie Tunsil after he let, also, also, mind you, after he let the former number one overall pick from 2014, Jadavion Clowney, go without getting anything for him at all, okay? Nothing. No, absolute zilch. Nada. Dwayne Brown, same thing. Got nothing, no kind of replacement, nothing, okay? Because in the NFL, you can trade players and, and picks and draft picks and whatnot, and, you know, you make it work. But what does Bill O'Brien do? None of that. So he then goes and signs Laramie Tunsil from the Dolphins, who is not a bad player at all. And it's also signed Kenny Stills, which I like Kenny Stills as a receiver, but Kenny Stills isn't even on the Texans anymore. He spent a year and a half on, I mean, yeah, roughly a year and a half on the Texans, honestly. Um, besides Laramie Tunsil to a 20, oh, to pay him. So Dwayne Brown asked for 10 mil a year, roughly. Laramie Tunsil asked 20 mil a year and is now the highest paid at his position in the entire league. And he did and he did this negotiating himself. No agent. He negotiated this one-on-one with Bill O'Brien, who now at the time was both head coach and general manager of the team, which is... Yeah, just, uh, man. So, next year comes up, 2020. And 2020 was such a... What a year. What a year. A bad year on paper, I say, but I'll get to it right now. So, a year ago, this this past week, the receiver I was telling you about earlier, DeAndre Hopkins, not only a, an arguably best receiver, and best at his position in the league, but the best player in the, one of the best players in the entire league Bill O'Brien trades him away for, again, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay? All right, and this is a start. This is a, this, we already see the kind of iffy, iffy stuff going on right here. So let's just get a little deeper into it, right? So trade away DeAndre Hopkins. Like I said, one, one of the best players in the league, okay? And didn't get anything for him except a washed-up running back and a subpar receiver, maybe. Okay? Um, I mean, David Johnson, you did okay this season. Um, I can't really be mad, but honestly, you have not been the same since 2016. If you listen to this, I mean, shit, what's up? Uh, but, um, and then, uh, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks is a different story. Cause I just side note real quick. Brandon Cooks is, he's had a thousand yards and played for a, a thousand yards in multiple seasons, but played for multiple different teams it's really it's really odd it's a really odd situation brandon cooks i don't know if it's a scheme thing i don't know if it's a player thing i don't know if it's something wrong with him i don't know if he's toxic in the locker room or something but who knows but 
So the 2020 season comes around. Of course, you know, Corona, COVID, whatever, everything's to shit. And um, now Houston Texans have a depleted roster. I mean, people opting out, people injured, and you traded away all the damn players. So at this point, so you have really nobody. So Houston comes out and loses the first four straight games. Bill O'Brien gets fired after the fourth loss, straight up. And so then Houston, I mean, last season was just dog shit. I mean, absolutely dog shit. Um, yeah, I just I can't I can't explain last season either. You know, it's uh, man. So so now we come to where we are, and JJ Watt's back. JJ Watt's healthy and everything now. I forgot to mention that. Um, so here we are now after the last season, and JJ Watt after the last game of the season, after you know four and twelve season from the Texans. Tells Deshaun Watson, hey, look, I'm very, very sorry. You know, we've wasted one of your years. You know, we shouldn't, we should be trying to win. You know what I mean? Because J.J. Watts put it fair, as purely as he could. You know what I mean? If you're not in the, if you're doing anything, you know, competitive wise, and you're not in it to win, then you don't need to be doing it. And, you know, that's just, that's straight up. So, J.J. Watt asked to leave the team, and, you know, they grant him, you know, the wishes, you know, leave the team. Deshaun Watson requests to be traded, or demands to be traded, really, and he requests he demanded to be traded, especially now, but, um, fuck, um, it, it, when I start listing off what just ha- what happened, especially what's happening right now with Deshaun Watson, so, J.J. Watt now plays for the Arizona Cardinals, um, happy for him, and happy for the Cardinals, too, they got a great player, and uh, it's gonna be excited to see what the Cardinals do next year, too, but, now, we get Deshaun Watson and the issues, so, so Deshaun Watson wants to be traded. He has said that Houston has brought in new coaches, new staff, new GM, and there's one man. Okay, there's one man in the Houston Texans organization who I believe a lot of this blame is to be put on. Besides the owners, of course, uh, the McNair family, but Jack Easterby. This man is a straight charlatan, a liar. A, I, he is a so he was a I believe spiritual guidance coach or uh, you know team character character coach or builder for the Patriots and uh, USC and stuff and all I can tell you is that he so he's, he's a preacher too right quote unquote um he was talking about the Jesus walking on water while he's while he's preaching in the pulpit right like don't don't get it twisted right while he's preaching he he then goes and asks. He talked about Jesus walking across water, and at, and he wonders. He's like, I wonder if Jesus ever crip walked on water. And then he was like, It's if you watch this man preach, just go look up Jack used to be preaching, and it's the most cringiest shit you will ever see in your life. It make it honestly. I was embarrassed for Christian for, for Christians, honestly, to be even associated with that shit. Well, what he was doing, honestly. But um, so now. We get to so now the NFL trade deadline or the trade trading starts really in March, and so then now any player can get traded um, unless they're really locked into a you know, massive contract or whatever. There's, there's a lot of different things. There's restricted free agents, unrestricted free agent. There's a lot of different term terminology in, in the NFL when it comes to transactions through when it comes to getting players to different teams and whatnot. There's a lot of different things to go on. So. The, it's funny how it's ironic how like I said Deshaun Watson has requested a trade. Okay, he just explained that he does not want to play for the team anymore. He, he will sit out the season too because he refuses to play for the team. Okay, 
so the week that the trading, the the NFL trade um, trading starts and everything, and free agency starts. Excuse me, NFL free agency starts this week. All of a sudden, there are twelve sexual assault cases from twelve different masseuses, all brought forth by the same exact lawyer. Okay. All right. Now I'm gonna get into. All right. So now I will not talk about. I will not say. Whether or not, I mean, me personally, from what I know of Deshaun, I don't know Deshaun Watson personally. I'm just going based off of what I know. Like, I've been watching him and been following his career since I watched him play at Clemson back in 2014, 2015. And his story is well documented from where he came from in Georgia and whatnot and how he grew up and the things he went through and whatnot. And from what I know about Deshaun Watson, from what I know, okay, Besides him being one of my favorite players, too, for him, it just seems, it it really does seem just very, very, very far out there for him to do this. And I know this said a lot, but like I said, you know, whatever happens in the court of law, I mean, I have my personal opinions about it, but like I said, I'm not going to, I can't tell you what happened, you know what I mean? But let me just take you through all the technicalities of this of what's going on right now. So, like I said, as soon as the trade deadline starts, twelve women come forth with the same with the same lawyer, which in which no criminal suits have been filed. They're all civil suits, okay? I said the same lawyer, mind you. And Deshaun Watson. One thing about Deshaun Watson is that just going off his track record, he graduated in three years in Clemson. And you never heard a thing, even not in the league. They talk about a guy who's on the national, has been on the national spotlight since he was maybe 19, 20 years old, and you have not heard it, you, nothing. He had absolutely zero, squeaky clean, zero off the field issue. Everybody that meets this guy is absolutely just, I mean, just nothing but the mo- utmost respect and just for, for him. You know what I mean? And even players have said that. If if what if this is true about Deshaun Watson, it would truly be shocking. You know what I mean? Which it, a lot of times it is shocking. I will be I will be shocked if it's true too. But like I said, the fact that it happens right now when he's requesting to be traded said he doesn't want to play for the team at all. Not only that, but the lawyer. Listen, all these women went to the same lawyer, and the lawyer is also. The next door neighbor of the owners. Okay. The lawyer also alleges that he had text messages or that are proof of that of Deshaun Watson doing something. And I actually have them right here too as well. But it's it's really funny and it's like it's another red flag for me. Or something just to think about of how what lawyer have you ever known to release evidence? Hold on, evidence. Okay. On Instagram, okay, of all things, to announce that he's going to do it on Instagram, of all things, okay? And then, hold on, let me let me go to see this shit. Oh, my goodness. This, I said on Instagram, of all things, you know, it'd be one thing with Twitter. So, I mean, number one trending right now on Twitter right here, the Texans, okay? This is not a good thing. They probably hear me talking about it. They're probably listening through my phone right now i don't know I'm, I'm not i'm not that crazy okay i'm just gonna put that out there right there i'm just saying that's a little joke but anyways um so huh 
So, oh, right here. It says right here. So, if the Sean Watson allegations are true, means Texans knew it and sat on the info. And if the Sean Watson allegations are false, means Texans are, are trying to destroy the career of a young superstar in a manner we haven't seen in ever. You know what I mean? Okay, so here we go. The Sean Watson text. Here we are. So, we get to his text and... Just this is this is Tony Busby is the lawyer, okay? Um so here we go. So the first text he releases, so like I said, first thing, tomorrow we will provide multiple texts on Twitter or something or Instagram. Tomorrow we will provide multiple texts and copies of the lawsuits that we have filed to date. Thank you for your support. So so the first text I see here, first of all, this is on the iPhone, right? And I follow Deshaun Watson on Twitter, okay? He tweets from an Android. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so the restroom isn't available at the moment. Try to go if you can before you come. Thank you. And the, so the other person says, okay, 245. And person, the other person gives a thumbs up. I'm assuming the masseuse gives a thumbs up. And he goes here. And this is on March 30th, 2020. And so March 30th, 2020, on Monday, same day, the person goes, sorry about you feeling uncomfortable never were the intentions let me know if you want to work in the future my apologies now my one thing about this photo is that you can't see the person the, the name of the person texting is the, the first thing which is the first red flag so we don't even know if it is sean watson all right so now here is a now here's a picture of the actual text messages and i can see clearly that the person the profile picture of the person texting because it's on the side of the text messages is deshaun watson i, I can see that so, here we have a masseuse saying, I can do Swedish, deep tissue, sports massage, trigger point. I, and I know, Houston is big, and I moved here from Wisconsin, I'm still getting used to it. And Deshaun Watson goes, I'm more of a Swedish guy. Are you working tomorrow? And the masseuse then goes, I do a lot of Swedish, and yes, I am. And he asks her, or I'm assuming she's her, are you comfortable with the glute area? With the glute area? So... Like I said, go based off of what you think. I mean, so we all have our opinions. I just personally think that from what, from what I know about the guy, I mean, like I said, you're talking about a guy who's been squeaky clean since he was born. Um, like I said, never had never had any off the field issues at all in college, NFL, nothing. No run-ins with police. His coach literally said, "If you draft him, you're drafting Michael Jordan." Like, and you're talking about, I mean. Talk about the same guy that gave his first paycheck away during Hurricane Harvey to the workers of the facilities at the Houston Texans in case they need it, just because he didn't need it. You know, so, like I said, from, from what I know, from what I know about the guy, and from, like I said, just as a pure fan and from just like, from following his career, it just it just seems very, very outlandish, especially with all the controversy surrounding it. And let me bring up, actually, let me bring up the McNair family's comments from the one time. Just to keep in mind, Deshaun Watson's a black quarterback. His name is Deshaun. I don't know if you know any white Deshauns, but he's a black quarterback. Um, but let's look up the McNair family and those comments they made on the... They made some weird comments about black play, players one time. Racist comments, yeah. Of course, it's one thing you type in on internet you know ain't funny racist comments on anybody nowadays i mean shit y'all probably got racist comments on this podcast I'm not, <laughs> not even gonna lie but um aha so 
Bob McNair made a comment about, hmm, here we go. There was a comment Bob McNair made. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, here we go. Oh, I just lost it. Hold on. Bear with me. Of course you apologize for it. Of course, everybody apologizes for shit. Um, oh, yeah. So he um, referred to NFL players as inmates. Okay. A play. <laughs> he said, um, McNair said, we can't have the inmates running the prison during a meeting of NFL owners about players who protest by kneeling during the national anthem. This is in 2017, right? And Dwayne Brown, uh, Dwayne Brown, which I talked about earlier, said he's not surprised about that. You know what I mean? And during a, and this is on the state.com. This is for an article from 2017. It said, during an interview with Pro Football Talk, Texas tackle Dwayne Brown pointed out two instances from the past where McNair had made potentially controversial comments on racially sensitive issues. Like I said, he said that, you know, he literally said we can't have the inmates running the prison and you say that in a you know just take what you want hold on wait whoa 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 whoa. apparently he even made comments after the 2008 election of barack obama uh, which everybody made comments about that shit but um so dwayne brown said you know he was very visibly upset of that obama won I mean, I don't know if he got anything to do with it, but he said, I know, apparently, this is what Dwayne Brown said, I know a lot of y'all are happy right now, but it's not the outcome some of us were looking for. And, like, why would you say, like, what does that have to do with your football team at all? You know, that's, that's one thing, I don't know. You know, why would you say that to your football players? You know, I just, uh, like I said, I, at this point, I, I don't know why I'm still a Texas fan. You know, I'm saying that on the podcast right now, Caleb Jackson is no longer a Texas, I'm partly a Texas fan, okay? Uh, I, I, to say, man, I'm a 5% Texans fan right now. Uh, it's more like the... I feel like the, the if we had different owners for the Texans right now, if the Texans had different owners, I probably would be a, a fan. If they just if the Texans just take the organization, just take the front office and everybody who does anything not regarding football, okay, well, not regarding actually playing football, okay, like, no, 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 no nothing that has to do with trainers, can stay, trainers, coaches, Athletes, football players, um, trainers, coaches, players, equipment managers, anybody else that actually has to do with no camera people, maintenance people, in the, you know, whatever. Anybody in the Texans front office, the, the Texans front office needs to be absolutely just washed away, straight up. And that's the only way you can save this franchise at this point because, and t- I, I like I said, like I said earlier, I highly doubt the Texans will have any fans. In the stands, I really do. Um, I'll I keep up. I'll keep up with them. Oh shit! Dang, hold on. Oh, hold on. And so, I sorry about that little banging noise right there. But um, hopefully, hopefully Texans can get their stuff together and I can become a fan again. Because like I said, I'll, I'll keep I will keep all the jerseys. I have a Deshaun Watson jersey, and, and whichever team Deshaun Watson goes to, I'm a new fan of that team. That's my new team. So yeah, this is this has been just a. A banger. Oh, it's a bang. Yes, as you can see, I just banged the hell out of my my mic stand. But yeah, man, just hopefully, like I said hopefully, I hope they're not true. You know what I mean? Obviously, we hope that all this is not true. You know what I mean? But 
for both his sake and the women's sake as well. And honestly, there has to be something done about people who who accuse others of sexual assault and with with or no who wrongfully accuse others of sexual assault because then it you know it downgrades people who've actually been sexual assaulted and not only that but it ruins other people's lives. You know, there's actually I remember there was a Rodney Anderson at Oklahoma. I remember just the accusation got him kicked off the team. And well, luckily came back and was able to play again. But you know, and then she came out and said that the girl came out and said that I lied. You know, and something needs to be done about that. Honestly, me personally, that's how I personally feel about it. But I'm not gonna talk too much about sexual assault on here because it's a touchy. It's one of those touchy subjects. I'm not gonna uh, not on this podcast at least. You know, we just keep it strictly football. But but yeah, just football and Caleb Sorrow. That's it. But yeah. Um, that's the podcast for the day. Um, go, go look the stuff up if you want to. I mean, it's pretty interesting stuff going on. It's sad stuff going on, but at the same time, pretty interesting. So, but yeah. So, like I always say, follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whichever you're listening on, Anchor, Bullhorn, uh, SoundCloud. I'm on SoundCloud too. Just, uh, just. Hey, follow it and leave comments and let me know how I'm doing. Follow me on Twitter as well at the C Jackson Podcast and at the C Jack. That's T H E capital C J A C. And hey, let me know how I'm doing on there too. But uh, but yes, also I I haven't done a lot of podcasts this week. I've been doing a lot of life stuff and moving around in my life. And so, but we're gonna enter a new realm here in a little bit with podcasts. So stay tuned and just keep listening, and I'll keep y'all posted. So. Until then, like I said, I always say, y'all be safe. It's Friday night. Go have fun. And like I said, until you hear from me next, y'all stay up and stay good. Peace.